Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we are talking about optimizing the digital shelf, being wherever your customers are during the millions of shopping experiences that happen every day online. And this is part merchandising, part marketing, and all cash producing, business building uh, info that should be extremely helpful and fun. And so my guest today is an expert on this topic of feed-based marketing and optimizing for the digital shelf. I've got Jacques Vanderwilt on the show today. He's the CEO and founder of Data Feedwatch. And he was just telling me before he record that he and I go back to 2016. So that's when uh, OMG first became a client of Data Feedwatch. So it's a tool we've used for a long time with a lot of different clients. And uh, it's been a, a wild ride and hard to believe that's um, been over seven years ago. And so, so with that, Jacques, welcome to the show. And uh, how you doing, man? Great. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me. I am uh, I'm doing very well. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Excited to be here. Love this topic, and I think you know this topic can can be uh, the, it can be a little boring if you're not careful, but it can be extremely exciting and extremely beneficial uh, if we approach it the right way, which is what we're going to do today. So uh, now, you uh, first of all, thank you for being flexible. We're in very different time zones right now. I'm in the Midwest in Missouri, and you are in Amsterdam, and so it it is evening your time right now. No. It's uh, it's five p.m. Indeed. Okay. Okay. So not not crazy. Morning time for me. Five p.m. for you. Exactly. But um, yeah, excited to be chatting. So I want to I want to kind of frame the topic this way. If we think about merchandising, you know, let, let's think about a physical store. So if I own a shop, I'm thinking about where do I put my products? What products do I select in the first place? So what products am I showcasing on the shelf? Uh, how am I positioning these products? I think about product packaging and, and lighting and placement and, again, where traffic is and things like that. Uh, and then I want to think about optimizing. I'm going to be measuring for for sales and and sell through and and optimizing that as we go. And that that's a real science. And that's why if you you know go to Walmart or Lowe's or whatever you know stores you're, you, you go into, we're changing stuff all the time, moving products around, changing end caps, moving stuff from one shelf to another because they're trying to optimize um, for shopping experiences. And, and if we look at the online shelf, uh, let's just take Google as an example, because I'm, I'm a Google guy. We're a Google agency. Uh, over a billion shopping experiences daily happen across Google properties. That's across search, shopping, YouTube, the display network, all over Google, a billion shopping opportunities per day. That's a lot of eyeballs. That's a lot of opportunities to get your product in front of people that are either actively shopping or at least looking in your category or, or you know, fit the criteria that, that make them a, a decent customer. And so lots of opportunities. And, and obviously there's millions of shopping opportunities on Amazon daily and on Facebook daily. And so we're going to dive in and talk about how do we think about this in a digital space? And a lot of that goes back to your feed, the product feed and how you structure it, optimize it. And uh, again, you know, try to get your price for the right people. So uh, with that, uh, Jacques, first of all, do you want to give just your background really quickly, just kind of 30 seconds or so? How did you how did you start Data Feed Watch and what did you do right before that? Uh, well, that's a good question, uh, Brad. Uh, about 15, you know, 12 to 15 years ago, I, uh, I started a company called WordWatch. 
and it did automated bit management for Google text ads. And nice. you are going to be filthy rich uh, and everyone would want it and it would work like crazy. And uh, uh, it actually did in a way, she said, we found out that uh, small customers didn't have enough statistically relevant data, you know, in an age that algorithms weren't even around. Uh, it? And very large customers are like, uh, you know, I want bells, whistles, levers, you know, stuff to decide instead of, so how much would you like your CPA to be? Uh, so while we were focusing on the, the, the mid-market uh, uh, and growing our business, Google came up with something they called product listing ads. It was, you know, it was a funny new thing. Uh, uh, instead of the text ads, they would show like an image of a product and below it would say what the product was and it would even show the price. And you could click it, it would take you straight to, you know, a page where you could buy the product. And uh, uh, we're like, okay, great. You know, we'll do that. You know, we'll start optimizing that as well, right? You know, us being Google Cowboys. And, uh, you know, so we told customers, uh, so Google Shopping uh, or, you know, product listing ads uh, uh, are included and will manage your campaigns as well. And of course, we did it manually, right? We didn't, yeah. we had automated yeah. anything yet. Everything's to- manual. Right? And those, those are the good old days of bidding up, bidding down. We used to have spreadsheets and we'd run calculations and we'd bid up a penny, down a penny on a couple products. And uh, yeah, th- those were, those were fun times. Exactly. So while we were figuring out how to do that, you know, it wasn't that hard. We could possibly automate it. We got totally nuts of the fact that for every customer, we would have problems getting his product data into something called the Google Merchant Center. And, uh, you know, we had a conversation on the phone saying, sure, you know, you really, you really need to have your price in that file that you're going to send to Google because otherwise you get nothing to sell. And, you know, you would have to go back to his web developer. How do we get the price into that feed? And it would take a month and the developer would charge him like 500 bucks. It would go, it would go like nowhere, right? Um, so we figured, okay, this is not going to work. Maybe, you know, since we're already a tech company, we hack something together to solve some of the problems. So it took three months and we basically created uh, a very rudimentary version of DataFeed Watch uh, with a rename and a combine and, uh, and an add aesthetic value. And we ran it for a while. And guess what? It solved like 90% of our problems. Like, whoa, whoa, this is cool. You know, we had looked before, you know, is there a tool out there that can do this for us? You know, there were several tools already. And, you know, we didn't get it. You know, they were like complicated. And we couldn't afford it either, right? It was like thousands of bucks a month you know, where we are, you know, we're talking to American retailers with a GMV of like $5,000 uh, a month, right? So... Uh, so that was the pivotal moment, right? We're like, okay, maybe we should make this our core business, you know, this little rudimentary tool and forget about the automated billing on Texas, which, you know, in retrospect, you know, Brett, next week it was a very good choice. Having our, we're having our 10 year anniversary party, uh, in yeah, retrospect, you chose, you chose, you chose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, if you think about, uh, you know, anything that's like bid management, has has struggled because Google created their own systems, right? Based on based on data that we can't see and complex algorithms and machine learning and AI and you know nobody's pouring more money into those tools than Google. And so yeah, bid management. Now it's just better to kind of give that to to Google and 
uh, to their smart bid algorithm. So uh, I love this. And, and you know, a couple of things, again, and I, and I think the way we got to frame this when you're looking at feeds is this is the digital shelf. This is being available for all those millions and billions of shopping opportunities that happen every day. And so first off, you got to have, are, are your products available to be on the shelf? It's not a limited shelf. It's an infinite shelf. But the first thing is, if I want my products available, are they available? Will Google even show them? So are my products approved inside a merchant center? Are they uh, meeting guidelines for Facebook and for all the other um, shopping channels that I can that I can be on? And so let's dive in here. I want, I want to talk about, you know, what are some of the top mistakes you see? Because I know over the last 10 years, and and I'm sure, you know, hundreds of millions of products later, what are, what are some of the common mistakes you see with data feeds that, that limit sales opportunities? Well, the most common mistakes are uh, stuff like, you know, forgetting to fill out the, the, the shipping data, uh, which you can do either in the data feed or in the uh, GMC, the Google Merchant Center. Uh, lots of errors are, you know, incomplete data, basically. So incomplete, like I do not have a GTIN or I forgot to put in my image or I have a GTIN, but it's the wrong format. So it's actually not, not a GTIN. Uh, the incompleteness and the incorrectness, incorrectness is like the biggest failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. However. Yeah. And, and, and it's so important to bring that up because that's not fun stuff. Like, like filling out the G10 global trade, trade identification number or shipping information. Like that's just little paperwork stuff. Right. But, and I'm air quotes. So that's obviously digital, but that's the kind of stuff that keeps your products in the stock room in the back. They're not on the shelf because they're just sitting there waiting. They're waiting for these details because Google will not show them without those details, neither will other shopping platforms. And so you've got to fix the little stuff to even have the shopping opportunity. Yeah. And uh, so there, there are many, you know, there, there, I don't know, there's, there's an error for every field, right? The, 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 the shipping and the images, those are, you know, very, very, very common ones. Uh, also, the number of errors differs per shopping cart, right? So if you're, if you're Magento, you're likely to have more errors than if you're on Shopify. Uh, I hope nobody kills me for that, but yeah, that, that's what the data shows. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I think it's totally fine. And we, uh, interestingly enough, like in the early days of OMG Commerce, as we were getting into to e-com a lot, we partnered with a Magento agency. So I, I, I've been around Magento, even met the, the two founders of, of Magento. Really? A lot has changed uh, since the early days. They were the leader, like open source leader. And and now I hardly hear anybody that's on Magento. Obviously, it's, it's Adobe Commerce now, but... But uh, it's more complex, more complex, more robust, and so yeah, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think anybody's coming after you for making those comments. But it is more complex, and so more room for errors typically. What I what I liked about your intro is uh, uh, said well, you know, data feed optimization is it's you know potentially a boring topic, and uh, I couldn't agree more. So maybe maybe the the biggest mistake that I've seen for ten years in a row across the board is that a retailer understands he needs to send his data to Google, you know, Facebook, Amazon, you know, we you know, 2000 channels in more than 60 countries, but he needs to send the data and he sees this as a burden. I have to do it. You know, I have to do it every day and there's errors and I need to fix those. And I don't know how, you know, it's still going to take me. So it's a negative thing, right? But in fact, you know, the feed is the foundation of every single advertising campaign on any channel. Whether that campaign is successful or not depends, first of all, you know, if there's a smart guy 
running your campaign, like or, you know, or, or gal, yep, exactly. Somebody at OMG Commerce, uh, or where the data that goes into these uh, uh, these campaigns is actually good. So it's an opportunity uh, to make more money, to sell more products, to get a higher ROAS and a higher ROI for every retailer to tweak his data. And then fixing errors is certainly the first thing you're going to do. You know, let's clean out the house, uh, garbage in, garbage out. You know, if you have a crap title, you will show an ad with a very crappy title. You don't want to do that, right? If you do not get your availability right, so you're advertising products that are out of stock, but you got to, you know, to tailor your feed to show that, it means that, uh, that, that Google is going to show your ad. The customer is going to click it. You know, we've all done it. Click an ad uh, to find out that, that the product is no longer available. You know, and what does the consumer say? Oh, these guys are stupid. They don't know what they're doing, right? So you, lo- you just lost 75 cents on a click. That's not the problem. The problem is that you lost a customer, you know, if not for life, then you know, if he remembers your name, he will not come back because you guys are stupid, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you advertise a product that got the shopper all excited and now it's not available on your store. Yeah, and, and it's so important to, to think about, you know, feed-based marketing. So Google Shopping and, you know, on the Google side, these these feed-based ads can appear across the display network and inside of YouTube and the Google Discover app and even inside of Gmail. And they can appear across Facebook and Amazon and all over. But these are like the foundation of marketing. This is definitely wallet out traffic. This is when people are wanting to buy something and they're actively shopping. I love looking at top of funnel ads like top of funnel YouTube and Facebook and and you know even native ads and other things where we're trying to interrupt people that we think fit our ideal customer profile and draw them into our brand. But all of that is made better if your feed marketing is on point. If if Feed marketing is working, then everything else gets better. Uh, remarketing is better. Dynamic remarketing is better. Shopping is better. Uh, but there's there's even some you know in in the old days in the glory days of Google Shopping, which we were just talking about, you know, back when you could get a ten or twelve x return on ad spend or something like without trying, um, you know, it was mostly just shopping traffic and that was it, like search query based traffic. Now Google takes your products and they put them all over and there there's a, a thing called dynamic prospecting that Google offers, which a lot of people don't know about. And we all know about dynamic remarketing, right? That's where we shop for a product on a website. We don't buy it. Now we browse the web and we see that product everywhere. Well, yeah, exactly. Dynamic prospecting though is when Google says, I know that you Jacques are shopping for uh, non-stick cookware and you haven't bought anything yet. And so I'm just going to start showing you feed-based ads across the display network and inside of Gmail and inside on inside of YouTube. Um, but it's not for products you've seen before. It's for products that I think you'll be interested in. Dynamic prospecting. Well, all of that is made possible by having a really good feed. And, and for that feed, um, telling Google and, and other platforms what your product is, who it's for, when they should show it, and then it's positioning it in a way that the customer says, ah, I want that. Exactly. You're spot on. Telling Google what it yeah. is that you're selling. Yeah. And be specific. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of less is more with one exception. You know, when Google says, so what are you selling? More is more. You you tell them everything that you have, right? You, If you can do like all optional fields and even more, you know, that's great because the more data 
Google has to match your product data with the actual search query, the higher the quality of the clicks will be, right? It will drive down your conversion rate. It will drive, sorry, drive up your conversion rate. It will drive down your CPA uh, just because you have great data. You didn't have great data in your shop. No, it was okay data, but you optimized it. And now it's great data that went to Google, that went to Facebook, that went to Criteo, that went to Amazon Advertising, anywhere where you will find your customers. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. So good. So let's talk about what are, what are the top opportunities? So if, if we're looking at feed-based marketing and all, all the potential, all the opportunities that it has, what are the biggest levers we can pull? What are, what are the greatest areas of opportunity? We created something called a feed marketing report, uh, Brett. We did it last year. We're going to have a new version uh, in the fall. And we basically analyzed what are 20,000 online stores doing with the data feed. So the good news is, you know, they were doing the things that we said that would work. Uh, but, you know, now we have the data to show that it's not just we're saying that optimizing title is a good idea, but, you know, it's like the most popular optimization type across 20,000 stores in like dozens and dozens of countries. Uh, and then, then why is the title the number one? Um, so I mentioned earlier, uh, Google looks at the search query. And they look at the uh, uh, the data in the feed. And then uh, if someone is interested in buying a pair of jeans, then many of them will know, I, I want a Levi's, I want a 5 one because it looks good to me. Uh, I want a blue one, you know, like you know, like everyone. And, uh, you know, I'm a size 32. And that's it. So he's not going to look for other brands, you know. He may, he may enter a pair of jeans, you know, and that will work. But... Often they will just say, I want a Levi's 501, men's, blue, jeans, size 32. You know, your title in your shop is probably 501, right? Which is fine because you are, you're on the Levi's section and, and, and the image is there. So it's a good title. But for Google, you want to combine the brand, the product type, uh, the gender, the color, the size into Levi's 501, men's, blue, jeans, size 32. And then Google says, hey, I got, a, I got 50 ads uh, for this search query, but there's only three that have you know, exactly the same makeup of the title as a search query. So this must be a good match for the consumer. So you know, despite the fact that this guy is bidding not you know, top dollar, I still show his ad because I want to make the consumer happy. So by enriching the title, you get more impressions. However, with that great match between the search query and the title, the consumer is more likely to click your ad because it's exactly what you just entered. So you get a higher CTR. 
Well, guess what happens if he makes it to your to your product page? He's more likely to to buy because he already went down the chain. It's what he came for. He already knew the price from 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 the ad. So more impressions, a high CTR and a higher conversion rate. That's a triple whammy by enriching your title. Yeah. So and, and when you get that higher click through rate, you know the other advantage there. So so you're getting really relevant traffic. You're showing up to the right people searching for products just like yours. When you get that higher click-through rate, Google actually rewards that. Google says, aha, people love this listing, and so they want to show it more. So if you can optimize for click-through rate, that is another way to expand your reach. Google's going to show that ad more if they think that people like it. And, and, and I think there's this approach, and this is just what I've gathered from now talking to thousands of merchants and auditing hundreds of Google Ads accounts is that a lot of people look at Merchant Center or look at their feed and they're just like, man, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to stress over it. Just make this as easy as possible. Like just get just get the feed up there, right? Which understand, you got to run a business, um, but the return on optimizing your titles is massive and it multiplies and compounds your other marketing. So take your time on, on a title. One example I'll give, and this totally ties into what you're talking about. A buddy of mine runs Everyday California, longtime client. Uh, adventure business just north of San Diego, California. So it's like kayak tours, but also apparel. They've got awesome apparel. And so they've got a, a shirt, which is one of my favorites. It's it's a, a long time, it's a classic. It's actually called El Clasico. And it's uh, like a California flag and it's got the California bear named Brutus. He's holding the surfboard. And so that's the name of the product, El Clasico. Well, without any customization, without any feed rules, without a tool, you send that information directly from Shopify to Google and you're telling Google, here's my product. It's El Clasico. That's it. That's not enough, right? Like that's Google and Google's good at reading images and like Google can figure stuff out. They're, they're smart. But I would agree with you. The more you give Google, the better uh, because Google doesn't get tired of data. They, they feed off that data. They make good use of it. And so it's better to say, you know, El Clasico, black, men's, XL, t-shirt, made in the USA, you know, some of these other things add to that because then you're going to show up in more searches. Google really knows what it is. I know when to show it. And so, yeah, uh, I totally agree. Optimizing the title, it's something you need to think about early, but it's also something you need to think about as, as you go. Optimize the title as you go. Uh, you were telling me about uh, a sports apparel, I believe a sports apparel, a uh, retailer who did some title work and got some pretty phenomenal results. Can you can you talk about that, that case study just a little bit? No, absolutely. So the title optimization is is crucial in the way that you said, and uh, it actually is very simple uh, because with a tool like Delifit Watch, you can simply combine seven fields in the right order and you're done, right? So if you understand it's important and you understand how to structure your titles, it's a one-minute job, right? But how would you structure your titles? Well, so you can use common sense. Uh, you know, and for every industry, there's like a standard, you know, uh, to put the product type first and then the size and the whatever, right? Uh, if you are, uh, if you're Levi's, you want to put the brand first. If you're a no-name brand, you want to put the brand last, right? It won't even show in the ad, but it will still be in the title. Uh, but the smartest way, uh, uh, yeah, we got an interesting uh, uh, use case there, is to check out what your customers, the ones that are buying on your site, are actually searching for, right? So one example was these guys were selling like baseball gloves and they had, you know, they're making good money, they had good titles, everything. But then one guy figured out, let me check out what these guys are actually looking for. It turns out that they're looking for, you know, they were entering in search query 
where they were left hand or right hand throw, if it was for themselves or for the kids, if it was supposed to be leather or some other kind of material. None of that ever made it to the title. You know, maybe maybe leather in the material field, but you know, that's it. So they start experimenting by putting those very terms into the titles uh, of their baseball gloves. And they're, you know, I think I, I think they like 250% up on 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 clicks. It was like mind-boggling. Usually, yeah, I'm not a big fan of like, oh, 250% more clicks. But in this case, yeah, it made total sense. And uh, you know, when I, when I explain this to uh, 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 to people, you know, many will say, well, you know, I got like twenty five thousand products. You know, I'm not gonna figure out what the search queries are for like you know twenty five thousand products. Life's too short. You know, and I say you're right. You know, you should definitely not do that. But do you know what your ten best selling products are? Well, yeah, I do. So what percentage of your total sales is that? Well, it's actually twenty two percent. Well, how much time are you going to spend on finding out and optimizing the search queries and titles of 10 products? Well, actually, I can do that like in an hour. Exactly. So it's not important to finish it for 25,000 products. It's important to get started with your 10 best selling and then your best selling category and then your second best selling category. Take a year. I don't care. But get started at the top and you'll see instant results. Yeah, I love that. Optimize the title. It, it makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, what a lot of people don't know, too, and again, I know I'm speaking about Google, but this totally applies whether it's Facebook shop or Instagram shop or other other channels. But a lot of people will look at their Google shopping results are now Performance Max. You know, Performance Max is kind of the the king of Google shopping traffic now. Uh, but a lot of people will look at that and say, oh, my, my return ad spend is fine. You know, I'm at a 200%, 300%, 400%, whatever, whatever fits for your business but they're not looking deeper and they're not seeing that, oh, you know what? Almost all the sales are coming from just a couple of products. Most of my other products are not visible. Most of the other products people are not seeing. And it's because my feed is is not optimized. The titles are not optimized where there's a lot of people that would want what you sell, uh, but you're not giving it to them. And so they're missing out. So title, totally agree. Got to optimize it. What are some of the other biggest opportunities for growth? Uh, well, I told you before, right? I could talk for two yeah. hours, but we don't have two yeah. hours. So let me just zoom in just, just one or two more. Uh, the, the other question I ask a lot of customers, would you like to advertise all your products? And you go, yeah, of course. And I say, well, really? You know, and then they start thinking, well, actually, you know, 15% of my products is like below 10 bucks. And the gross margin on that on average is like 250. The CPA is somewhere between two and three bucks. So actually, I'm losing money every time I sell something. So maybe I should stop selling products with a price uh, uh, less than 10. Or maybe, you know, I'm smart and I've already enriched my product feed with gross margin data. So now I know for every product what the gross margin is, either the amount or the percentage. Uh, so now I can start excluding based on gross margin just to make sure that, you know, the advertising money that I'm spending will go to the products with a very decent, uh, margin. So excluding products is crucial. You know, exclude based on, based on title, uh, price availability, but look for the unprofitable or less profitable products uh, and make sure that the money that you will no longer spend on a low margin product will go to another product. Now it will automatically go to the products that have a higher margin. Simple math to just increase your ROAS. Uh, and you, you know, 
why would you even care to sell all of your products? You want to make money. That's the business that we're yeah, in. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, some products we carry because customers ask for it and we need to carry it and they're great add-on products, but they don't make sense to advertise. There's not enough margin there or the, or the price is too low to advertise. And so we, we can exclude that uh, through custom labels, uh, exclude that from our ads. We can also, uh, but we can make them available, you know, to free listings across Google, which is not massive opportunity, but it is growing there. There is a way to send a feed that to show up in kind of free shopping areas across Google, which is nothing to sneeze at. And so that's an option too. So, uh, right. Love that. So we got titles, we got custom labels, kind of understanding what products should we not sell? What price should we optimize? What, what are, uh, let's, let's talk one more tip here. Cause I know we're running out of time. So one more tip is uh, a mind-boggling statistic that I got from Google years ago. And the statistic is, uh, if you have a Google Shopping ad on the SERP, the search engine result page, and a Google Text ad, the customer is 90, that's 90, 90% more likely to visit your site. It's their stat. It's not mine. I didn't make it up. Uh, so what we've seen in the last years, you know, in the last many years, you know, everyone used to have text ads and we've all moved to uh, Google Shopping. Makes little sense. Google Shopping is the king of the hill. Uh, but uh, we shouldn't have abandoned the text ads. But we did because it's a lot of work. You know, you need to you need to set up this campaign. Uh, you can only partially automate it. Uh, it requires maintenance. Uh, so you're going for easy use. You know, do Google Shopping, feed-driven, optimizer feed, and done. However... Uh, we, for example, offer uh, a feed-based text ad service. So that means that, again, you know, you create a data feed for Google text ads or for Bing text ads. Uh, and, uh, and then four times a day, we create, we recreate a Google search campaign of that. Uh, by automating it, you can create a unique single ad group for every individual product. Right. Usually you'll stick this you know, all colors and sizes or even a single product type into one ad group and you have a bunch of keywords and text ads for the entire group. Now you have one ad group with uh, unique keywords and unique text ads created automatically. Uh, so obviously now that gives you from the long tail, so from short tail to the longest possible tail, uh, uh, it enables you to create a campaign with not too much trouble. The maintenance, like, you know, which products are in stock, out of stock, new products, new product types, is done automatically because it's, it's, it's feed-driven. And if you can go so granular as to have unique uh, uh, text ads and keywords for every individual product, you know, that is certainly going to drive up your, uh, your ROI. Uh, we see it a lot with booksellers because yeah, they're selling like boatloads of books. I really like the uh, the customer we we once had uh, who was selling secondhand cars. Uh, and he didn't even have a big budget, but he wanted to advertise anyway, right? But your cars is a disaster, right? Because he got like dozens of brands and each brand has like a dozen makes and then they have colors and, you know, different tires, different engine sizes. Di so before you know it, you got like a million variations. You don't want to, you don't want to create a text ad campaign for that manually, but automatically it works. So you're basically advertising your secondhand cars with the longest possible tail. Cause again, you know, just like with the Levi's example, people know that they want a Chevy, uh, from, from, from this year and that color. And so they'll find it. And since it's so long tail, uh, the, the cost per click is, is very yeah. low. So. 
this guy became very successful in selling secondhand cars uh, through Google text ads uh, at a you know at a very small budget. And that's what automation can do for you as well. Yeah, I love it. And and you know we we all get excited about the new uh, traffic channels, right? We get excited about TikTok and and Instagram Reels and then other things that are that are new and shiny. And and we should, right? We should as marketers, we should try those things. Uh, but sometimes we sleep on what's still really effective. And one of those is Google search, right? Google search is one of the OGs, but it's so effective. And I love that you brought up that point. We see that over and over again. If you're just running Google shopping or now, if you're just running performance max, that's not bad. But if you have search ads and those can be part of performance max, but we actually recommend separate search campaigns too it will increase your click-through rate, right? People, when people see the product listing ads or the shopping ads in a search results page, and then they see your text ad, it just adds confirmation. It's more selling. It's more convincing that, hey, you're trustworthy and you've got what people are looking for and you're worth a click. And so having it show up in both places makes both campaigns better. Uh, so I love that. Um, focus on search and consider feed-based search. If you got a large SKU count, complex catalog it can make life easier so Jacques this has been tremendously fun super helpful I've enjoyed it immensely if people are listening and saying hey I'd like to check out data feed watch either for more information because I know you guys have reports that you publish and we can link to those in the show notes but uh, either for information or to check out the tool how can they find you datafeedwatch.com and indeed you know we have a super big blog where you find ticks and tips and tricks on like anything uh, uh, about data feed optimization. Uh, you'll find the feed marketing with, with super interesting stats, you know, that enables you to compare yourself against your competitors in a certain vertical or in a certain country or whatever, you know, all, all the data is there. Or you can just simply uh, get a demo or sign up for a free trial so you can try it out and see for yourself. Love it. Uh, highly recommend it. Check it out if you're looking for a solution. Uh, get your feed marketing right. And when you do, that opens up all up opportunities and makes every other marketing activity you do better. Uh, if you need a second set of eyes on your shopping or PMAX account, reach out to OMG Commerce. We're happy to chat, happy to help. And so with that, uh, Jacques, man, thank you so much for the time and uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. All righty. Well, thanks for having me, uh, Brad. It was a lot of fun. And uh, to your audience, you guys have a great awesome. day. Awesome. Thank you. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in. We'd love your feedback on this episode or any episode you found valuable. And hey, if you're listening and you're like, this is such great information, share it with your community. Share it with people you think might be interested or in forums or wherever uh, you think people might like it. Uh, that makes my day, of course, but also uh, helps other people out as well. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com 
and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.